You are listening to the Down to the Wire podcast. I'm Brian Costa. No Carter, no Tyler tonight, but I am glad enough to to greet two very two very uh, prominent friends who I kind of get to know. My personal friend Adam Wright and his and his podcast and his podcast colleague Justin Tucker. Boys, how are we doing tonight? We're doing well. We're doing yeah. well. By yourself. Uh, I'm doing good. I mean, this was very impromptu. I'm sorry that I kind of, you know, called you guys out of the blue, really wanted to kind of get this sort of a thing in. Uh, but, you know, I, but I'm glad that we were able to, I did want to talk about some things going on in the sports world. And I'm, you know, glad that I'm glad I was able to have two guys to bring in, bring on to the show tonight. So, so yeah, uh, I, I know you guys are uh, primarily football based, uh, but if you guys want to just give a little background of yourselves, Adam, I think you've already been on the show before, but if Justin, you want to kind of give a little introduction, feel free, man. For those who don't know me, my name is Justin Tucker. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, and I go to Dean College with my boy here, Adam Wright. <laughs> if I have to give you an impression, I am the Anakin Skywalker to this man's Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> but he gives me that, and so I stay on the rails for the most part. Yeah, until he falls off and becomes Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. I mean, I mean, if you if you guys haven't heard these guys' podcast yet, is the Fumble Rooski podcast. You can you guys can listen to these guys now on Spotify and Insta, uh, and Instagram as well as YouTube and many other platforms. Uh, I think you guys added Google Play to your to your repertoire. Um, so uh, again, again, really good to have you guys on the show tonight. Uh, but we start off tonight in kind in very in kind of somber news. Uh, if you didn't see it, uh, golf legend Tiger Woods was involved in a very serious car accident. He flipped his car, uh, had a very had a very very bad leg injury. Uh, apparently it was like shattered in multiple places had to get a surgery to to basically get that kind of thing reconstructed uh obviously you know that was that was very unfortunate you know prayers up to tiger uh you know we hate to see it happen to a guy like that i mean i think he's like one win away from a pga from a pga record so obviously prayers up to that guy did you get what were you guys' thoughts when you heard about that story kind of going down i mean the guy's an absolute legend and uh, i mean just put like put golf aside golf is really secondary at this point um but this guy you know it's really it's really horrible to see something like this happen to anybody it doesn't matter if it's tiger woods or anybody like that like for anybody he's gonna have these he's going under he's undergoing these major leg surgeries uh he may never play golf again but again that's secondary i'm glad he's going to be okay Uh, we'll see makes a full recovery um absolutely i mean the guy is a the guy is just a cultural legend i mean you know in terms of the sport and just like and just life i mean he is just like epitomized uh being an athlete in this day and age i mean you think golf tiger woods is synonymous with it at this point it's uh, it's incredible to see you know i'm hoping that he can have i'm hoping that he can really come back from this i mean he's come back from terrible back surgeries you know he's been through he's been through a lot if he could make it back through this this would be you know probably the greatest comeback story that he's been able to that, that he's been able to come back from yet i mean he's come back from a lot so that's saying something mm-hmm. so, uh, obviously yeah so obviously all the prayers up to tiger we hope that he can get through it uh but now we transition into, into your guys's kind of repertoire football uh you know this is where your guys's podcast is based around before we get into nfl news there was something going on in the NCAA that I feel like we just kind of had to talk about. So if you didn't, so if any, if any of you guys didn't see it, uh, Oklahoma wide receiver Spencer Jones was basically in a bar somewhere, somewhere near his school. And uh, he ended up, he ended up picking a fight with some little guy in a bathroom. And let's just say the little guy kicked his ass. I mean, it was a brutal, (laughs) it was a brutal kind of beating from that guy. Uh, Did you guys see that video? I mean, cause I saw it and I was just like, 
that I mean that kid that guy just was so scrappy he just beat the hell out of him I couldn't stop laughing <laughs> I, was I mean dude, I was like oh I mean dude they were there was the commentary behind it too was so was so was actually there was like some crazy commentary behind it too they were like they were like you know they were like commentating on like the moves the guy was making. They were, they were like, oh, he's going for the guillotine. He's going for the rear naked choke. He's going for it all. And, you know, it, it's obviously a very serious situation. And if you look in the video clip, the guy, the guy who Spencer Jones was picking on, he like wipes his nose and then just goes right for a punch. It was some of the craziest stuff I've seen. I mean, I mean, apparently his lawyer said that he almost lost his eye. Uh, he had to go, he had to, he had to undergo a four hour surgery to rebuild his left orbital socket. So I mean, really kind of serious stuff, but at the same time, dude, you're a pro wide receiver. Why are you picking fights in a in a in a bar, dude? It was just stupid in my opinion. I I when I heard when I heard that story, I just was it was just kind of ridiculous. Surprised Bob Meanery. I'd be surprised if Bob Meanery hasn't gotten his hands on it and com and commentated on that. Absolutely. Do like a UFC style commentary of it and just and just be like, just be like, well, Bob, uh, here we go. Uh, and, and it's just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's going for the takedown. Something along that line. I mean, it'd be mm -hmm. it, it would make sense to see something along those lines kind of happen. I mean, uh, just a just a terrible look for for Oklahoma University. I mean, and they've had some and they've had some terrible looks before, but this is mm -hmm. a pretty bad kind of, this is a pretty bad scene. I, I mean, his coaches are really gonna have to get in his ear and, and set him straight. So uh, we're going to, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what, what the career of Spencer Jones looks like now at Oklahoma. Uh, mm -hmm. Any final thoughts for that before we end up going into the, into the officially into the NFL? It's going to be a tough time walking around school. Cause not only you pick the fight, you lost the fight. And yeah. So yeah, so everyone looks around your way. And everybody exactly. knows who he is. So they're all going to be his, Oh, He's gonna be known as that guy who got his ass kicked. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, they're all they're all. Gonna be <laughs> yeah, I saw that video. Yeah, they're all gonna be coming for him now, dude. He can't step foot in class again, and I mean, with COVID restrictions, he may not have to. But mm -hmm. uh, the hazing is gonna be crazy. Oh, dude, yeah, no, he he's gonna get so much crap the next time he steps in that locker room, and his teammates are gonna be on him, dude. What uh, what year is he? Is he a freshman, sophomore? I didn't. He's check, a freshman. Man. He's screwed. Oh, dude, if he's a freshman. He's never living that thing down. I mean, unless he just turns into Julio Jones and just goes out there and balls out, dude. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to be. He's gonna have to turn himself into something else, dude. He, I mean, that's what it'll take. That he's gonna have to be. A, he's gonna have to be a stud to overcome that kind of controversy. You know, yeah. let's see if he can do it, man. But uh, another kind of another kind of uh, confrontation that wasn't as violent, thankfully, uh, involved former Patriots quarterback uh, and possibly, possibly, you know, what will still be the Patriots quarterback, Cam Newton. He was uh, he was seen at a football camp heckling a young fan. It turns out that the young fan basically came at him first, was telling him that he was trash, told him he sucked, and, mm -hmm. and was making fun of the guy for being a free agent. I mean, for a lot a lot of people were thinking that the kid was that the kid essentially was going to be in a way like there were going to be there going to be people like defending him, but immediately the internet kind of came purely to the side of Cam Newton and we're just like and we're just like what and basically just said like what you guys are doing what this kid did is wrong. And it was a very one-sided thing. It was kind of weird to see the internet, you know, unified over one thing in, in defense of something. I mean, what were you guys' thoughts when you saw this kid just picking on Cam? Like that. I don't I don't care what he's I don't care what he's done to you. Like he's taking time out of his day to come and teach the kids how to play football and exactly. taking time out of his day to help each other out. That's the exactly. one thing you cannot do to Cam Newton. And regardless of how you feel about his career, he is a former MVP. 
He has been successful in the NFL. He's been to a few polls and has even made it to a Super Bowl. Yeah. He is no scrub. No, you not by any measure. Talk to that man like that. If no. it was Jabba the Hutt, Jamarcus Russell, that's <laughs> one thing. This is Superman. This is Jarrell. You can't talk to him like this. No, you can't, man. Nah. I mean, I when I saw that clip, I mean, listen, on this show, me, me and my buddies have had plenty of Cam Newton slander. And again, it has nothing to do with him as a guy. It's just been purely player kind of related. You know, mm-hmm. in the play that he was kind of giving out with the Patriots, obviously as a Pats fan, I was very disappointed with that play. But I mean, you know, you got to respect the, the career of this dude, whether he's fallen off or not. I mean, he still, you got to at least as a young kid, you still got to know that he probably knows a thing or two as to how to get to the next level. So, I mean, you know, the kid eventually did actually issue an apology. And I mean, you know, he probably did learn his lesson and, and it's just like, wow, the entire internet hates me. And, you know, my shot of now making to the league is so much uh, smaller than it probably was already. Uh, you know, it's just a very dumb look for that kid. I, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, you know, uh, I mean, maybe he can turn it around, but you know, it's going to be, it's going to be it's definitely going to be difficult. That's all I can say for the least. And regardless, he's still in the NFL. Like, even if he's some, even if that player he was heckling was some scrub, he's only a scrub in the, in the NFL. Yeah. In, on the college level and um, most likely the college level and uh, absolutely on the high school level, he was an absolute beast, most likely. Yeah. So he knows more regardless about how to get to that level than this kid does and especially since it was at his own camp like that's a dick move man i'm yeah, I don't it, know. dude it's like that common argument between um uh between between like who like when it was like really disrespectful of saying like oh who would win the cleveland browns or, or the university of alabama and everyone is just like alabama you know why because because how many players on alabama's team is in the nfl uh maybe about like 50 to 75 percent best will get into the nfl how many nfl players are on the browns 100 percent of them are nfl are nfl caliber players so i mean you do have to respect cam he's an nfl caliber player obviously he had a rough season last year he did come off a terrible shoulder off a, ter- off a terrible shoulder injury it was definitely uh you know you you could definitely tell last year he only threw 10 touchdowns the entire season so uh you know if he can ever get right and be back to that level he's going to shut that kid up really quickly that's all i can say mm-hmm. That kid is going to get shut up very quickly. Now, uh, kind of going off the Cam Newton thing, I've kind of wondered whether it whether there is kind of an advantage to the Patriots bringing him back. Now, I mean, he did have a very bad season last year for, for New England. I don't want to sugarcoat it. I mean, you know, frankly, with that team, it was it was going to be hard for for any quarterback outside of Tom Brady, in my opinion, to really have a good year. But you know, uh, what I have, but you know, seeing the internet kind of come to Cam's defense in this way, you know, seeing athletes, I mean, Sports Center even put out a thing just being like, hey, put put respect on cam newton's name and all this stuff i'm kind of wondering you know is there kind of an advantage to the patriots bringing back cam newton as a way to kind of lure in other free agents because you know he's still what whether whether the talent's there or not he's still well liked he's still well liked enough around the league and i mean if you can have and i mean frankly you know the kind of the reputation around bill belichick right now hasn't been too hot unfortunately because uh because a lot of people have just been slamming him saying like that he's kind of the no fun zone mm-hmm. and if you can get and if you can kind of get Cam up there, I feel like you have a better shot of, of maybe kind of bringing some guys in and, and just being like, hey, we got Cam, you know, like the guy that the guy around the league that everyone still likes. Is there kind of that, do you guys kind of feel that advantage or not really? So, yeah, um, he's Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick. And this is especially um, in regard, uh, regarding the players around the league. He's looked horrible in the past calendar year with yeah. the way he treated Brady on his way out with, 
the way a lot of players have, have talked about him. Amendola straight up saying, oh, yeah, this was all Brady. Yeah. Um, uh, Matthew Stafford coming out and saying, well, I'm, I'll go anywhere except New England. Yeah, that like, was, that was a really bad round. So, you know, this could be a good opportunity for Belichick to regain some ground and sort of like show this player, uh, Cam Newton, who's showed all of the respect in the world to, to Bill Belichick, to the, organ, the Patriots organization, said all mm-hmm. the right things for him to reward that, to reward him like that. It might give him a little bit of an edge. So like, that's actually not something I've uh, looked at, but that's a good point you bring up, Ryan. Yeah, but, I yeah, mean, that could I definitely mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, it was on, I think, I think Cam was on uh, Brandon Marshall and Calvin Johnson and a couple of the guys. I'm sorry, I can't remember their names, but it's titled the I Am Athlete podcast. And, you know, they have, they bring a bunch of guys on. He was like their last guest on. And he was basically going in saying, and, you know, he's like showing a lot of respect to Bill Belichick. And he was saying like, he was basically saying, you know, I think Bill is one of the most misunderstood guys in the league. They, he thinks that he's actually a very cool dude. And that, and just because of all the football knowledge he knows and, you know, you know, maybe it's asking a lot at this point, but, you know, just at least someone kind of not completely throwing Bill Belichick under under a bus at this point kind of just feels a little nice. And I am kind of sympathetic in that sort of a sense, even though Cam really did have a very rough season for us. Now, if now, if, you know, it's the Cam Newton football we're going to see, then I don't know. I don't necessarily think that that's going to be then I'm not really going to be totally on board for bringing him back in. But if he can bounce back from that shoulder injury and kind of be somewhat of the Cam Newton of old, then, yeah, I'd be I'd be interested in it. Just from right now, looking at it, it's going to be difficult. But, you know, obviously, if he can get back on it, you know, if and, you know, having a guy who's actually, you know, liking what Bill Belichick brings to the table, he thinks that he's actually a really cool dude. That's something that the Patriots really need at this point in time. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, And then uh, and then now transitioning out of New England into uh now into kind of one of our rival cities philadelphia uh if, if you can't tell we're you know philadelphia uh, gets a lot of new england people riled up in a sense uh after super bowl 52 at le- after super bowl 52 at least gotta say it oh yeah justin i mean you, you can't talk you're a freaking you're a freaking raven sand dude i know what it is yeah you don't care about you don't care about 52 <laughs> i don't it's not yeah, even dude. just the eagles it's ma- it's mainly I think it's Nick Foles. You for me. That guy, that guy made a deal with the devil. No, he did oh, not. No, he, he, did tore, not. he tore apart a top-ranked Minnesota defense yeah. before right before this game. He destroyed Bill Belichick's defense. It's a, it's okay. Uh, it's okay. We're gonna we're not gonna get into that. Just keep, it's, it's okay. move go. Let's move on. Let's go. Let's. All right. So with the so in terms of the Eagles, it looks like they're in a full-on rebuild right now. It is ugly in philly so i mean you know if adam if you do want kind of a if you do kind of want a bright spot about the eagles right now after they kind of tortured us in the playoffs a couple years back it is that (laughs) they are completely blowing it up right now alshon jeffrey's out the door deshaun jackson's leaving it looks Mm -hmm. like it looks like zach Ertz is going to be traded it is a full-on you know rebuild in philly right now they have no idea what they're doing i mean carson wentz had to get shipped out the door to to indy we'll be talking about uh, a story with him in a little bit uh but uh, according to Les Brown and Albert Breer, uh, the Eagles will, are the Eagles are strongly considering taking a quarterback with the sixth pick in the draft oh after after, after after taking Jalen Hurts in the second round just last year. Now, I mean, I I I I don't like to say that I don't like to say that NFL teams here are jumping the shark, but the Philadelphia Eagles are jumping the shark. Like, I mean, you got to give Jalen Hurts a little more time than this. I mean, yeah. it's ridiculous. It's upsetting that he has to go through this after what he had to go through with Carson Wentz. 
and what he had to go through in week 17. It's just offensive what he has to go through right now. Yeah. I see no other quarterback that has to deal with the circumstances that Jalen Hurts has to deal with. From Carson Wentz being over, like starting over him and playing awful, for him to be thrown in there at the midseason and having to perform just to keep his job. Yeah. It's, it's a very unfortunate situation to be in. And then week 17, not only to start and try to win the game, but to get pulled in the fourth quarter for Nate Sudfield because Nate Sudfield needs reps. Are you kidding me? No wonder you got fired, Doug Peterson. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Dude's and if clown. they draft the quarterback, ah, uh, the dude's a clown. The way I've always seen it, the way I've seen it this offseason with the Eagles, especially after releasing Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson, which you can actually make half a case that 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 might actually make sense to go younger and sort of try to rebuild yeah. on the offense. But and I I really think if you if if you have the sixth pick and you have the opportunity to draft Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith, you take that opportunity because Absolutely. that's arguably one of the that's arguably their biggest need. Yeah. And if they take a quarterback when you have Jalen Hurts, who you haven't given enough time, it's literally you're, Kyler you're Murray and Josh asking, Rosen. Just asking for trouble. Yeah, dude, it's literally Kyler Murray and Josh Rosen all over again. Now, I mean, Ky- the, the the Kyler Murray pick for the Cardinals worked out great because I think Rosen kind of just fell there, fell into their lap in a little bit and they were like well we, well, we, well we should probably take this guy now I mean I think that I I, I think that you know uh, Jalen Hurts definitely has performed better than a guy like Rosen did in his time in Arizona and I think that you know he's definitely got to get some more reps he de- he de- he deserves that I mean he he played it he had good enough moments last year that I think he deserves to you know, at least have a shot as the starting guy. I mean, you know, is his play style, you know, the most, the most, you know, standard kind of play style we've seen? No, but you know, he's seen, but he, but he has shown flashes at time and he was a rookie last year. Now, I mean, I, and, and he, and he had just transferred to, and he had just transferred to Oklahoma. So he was just, so out of fresh out of a, at a new school came to the NFL. And, you know, I think that, I think that, you know, you got to give the guy another shot. I mean, I mean, and he's played well enough. So I think you got to give him a shot. I mean, surround him with surround him with quality weapons and see what you can build. I mean, you know, you have him you have him under contract for like the next three years. So I mean, I don't see why you're not doing it. Right. And if it doesn't work out, then you can just move on. And now the next guy has quality weapons as well. You know, yeah. I think anybody can do well with. I, I really believe in Jamar Chase. I think anybody can do well with a top receiver like that. And then oh yeah, you you hold on to Dallas Goddard and. Uh, maybe rebuild that defensive line and if or sorry offensive line yeah and if it turns out Jalen Hurts can't play okay just move on to the next guy yeah but, can't, but I, there's no logic in just moving on from Jalen Hurts whenever when you barely even given him a shot I mean Johnny Manziel got two seasons so if, if he can get two seasons <laughs> then freaking Jalen Hurts needs that needs to get at least that man that's all I'm saying so yeah. I mean I mean that's kind of where I stand with that uh you know transitioning to uh, kind of Carson Wentz in a way we were talking we were hinting at it when we were saying that uh, about Jalen Hurts in a, in a sense uh, but Carson Wentz you know now the now the quarterback in the Indianapolis Colts uh, you know he's gonna he's gonna have some interesting weapons over there uh, but mm-hmm. a storyline that has kind of started to develop now is that uh, Colts wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr. is uh-huh. refusing is refusing to give up his number 11 to Carson even though you know, even though, you know, like basically he's going to be the one, you know, that will be responsible for his success over the next couple of years. You'd think that, 
you'd think that, you know, Pittman would kind of just be like, Hey man, I'm, I'm happy you're here. Really, really glad to see it. Let me give you my number and let's make things happen. You know, kind of put, kind of putting a good word in a sense, but he's just like, no, I'm sticking, I'm sticking true. I'm holding on to number 11. And it, it, right now it doesn't seem like he's giving it up. What are you guys' thoughts right now on this? Is he asking for the ball? I mean, what are you doing? I mean, <laughs> what are you doing? I mean, I mean, if you want to look at his stats last year, he had 40 receptions, 500, 503 yards and only one touchdown. So, I mean, if, if that's all you want to, if that's all you want to be putting up a season, then by all means do this, keep but this. yeah, keep doing this, man. But I mean, if you want to, you know, get involved more in the offense, then I think you got to, you know, have a little more kind of empathy towards your quarterback and, you know, maybe, maybe throw up that pick and maybe throw up, you know, get, give him that number. Yeah. I mean, with, I, with, uh, with, the possibility of T.Y. Hilton being out the door, there's a real possibility that Michael Pittman winds up being their number one target. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this is the start of their whole, the, of the Wentz Pittman rapport, report, yeah. then rapport. Yeah. Then there you go. Adam, not that's a good word. It's, it's off to a dodgy start already. Yeah. If he's supposed to be the future, the, uh, the number one receiver, and you're already talking to your franchise quarterback like that, who's inked in for another, what, four years? And you're already starting off like, I'm not giving up my number even <laughs> at the S. What? No, you can't do that. You're supposed I mean, to start building up rapport. If you ask for it, you'd be the gentleman and be like, sure, it's just the number. Yeah. I mean, and if Carson Wentz doesn't want it, then yeah, you can keep it. But I mean, for, at for least what I- off. Yeah, I mean, from what I saw, he didn't even wear that number in college. So, so I, it's not even like it has like that much significance to him. Like, I mm-hmm. think he wore number six in college. So I'm just like, dude, it's your rookie number. Do you know how many guys have had to change their number? Randy Moss mm-hmm. had to change from 84 to 81. Like, guys have had to change their numbers. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it it just happens. And I'm just like, I, dude, I saw that story and I was, and I'm kind of wondering if it kind of like highlights kind of a, like a kind of a broader, like kind of a, dislike that the nf that kind of like players have for a guy like carson Wentz. i mean he's gotten a really bad break kind of kind of i mean in 2017 yeah. I, i've said it many times on the show mvp type can mvp level candidate obviously mm-hmm. suffered a bad acl injury really hasn't kind of been the same guy since and i feel like a lot of guys in the league probably at this point just don't look at carson Wentz as as a quality quarterback like that and i feel like they're just showing i feel like this is just some of the disrespect that they show in that sense yeah see he has a lot to prove and oh yeah. I will say this: if he's going to go anywhere and revive his career and rebuild his reputation, then it's it's Indianapolis. And you just oh, look yeah. at everywhere on that. You look at everywhere on that roster, and it all makes sense for Carson Wentz to be there. Absolutely. With that under Philip Rivers, who is who's who was on the downside of his career, mm-hmm. he was able to go eleven and five and make make it into the playoffs, put up a yeah. competitive game against the Bills. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have an elite offensive line. You have a, a competent defense. You have good pass catchers. You have and you have Frank Reich, who was the quarterback coach uh, uh, for the Eagles during that 2017 campaign. So it's all set up for Carson Wentz. It's just on him to be able to put up the results. Yeah, I mean it's literally on him now. And you know, I mean he I, he was in a pretty toxic situation in Philly those last couple of years. So you know he's in a great situation now with the Colts. If Frank Wright can get him right, then watch out for Carson Wentz, man. He he could honestly win Comeback Player of the Year. I mean, yeah. I know he, I know he's not coming off an injury in a sense, but he could really win Comeback Player of the Year and just by showing like the guy that he used to be. If he just plays like 2019 Carson Wentz, because I think Carson Wentz in 2019 was 
under the circumstances he was playing under, he was very good. Yeah, I'll give you credit. I don't I'll think people gave him a lot of credit for it. So if mm-hmm. he can just be 2019 with the weapons he has around him, oh, they could be a Super Bowl contender, I believe. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, if you look at it, every year besides this past year, he has, hasn't been that bad. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. you, you look, easily look at it and say, you know, he, he had a really tough year that kind of kind of put a bad taste in all our mouths. He could easily, he could, he could probably, if everything goes right, he could probably turn that around for himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm trying to remember how old is Wentz now? Is he like, is he close to 30? I'm not too sure. I have to look it up. Yeah. He's seven. Something probably wrong, probably around that line. I'd have to look it up. Uh, but you know, if, but if he get, but if he's close to that, I feel like he's got a, he's got a shot, man. I think that, I think that he's in the perfect situation. I, uh, it's a bet. It's a much better situation than I think new England would have been, been able to provide for him. So if he can, if he can thrive in Indy, then I think that, you know, he's a good shot. Mm-hmm. Best of luck to him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's see if Carson can do it. If the Colts, if the Colts miss, if the Colts, you know, all of a sudden during the AFC championship game, don't, don't say we didn't tell you, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, watch out for the Colts. Uh, you guys were also saying, Adam, you were saying something along the lines of Juju Smith-Schuster and, and the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, before we started this thing. Was there anything you wanted to chime in with that on? Yeah, it's, it looks like the, the Steelers want to bring back their old roster from last year. Okay. And, okay. okay. I mean, I like Carson Wentz. Or, sorry, not Carson Wentz. We'll, we'll move on. Uh, I like Juju as a player on the field, I like Ben Roethlisberger to an extent on the field. <laughs> yeah, off the field, yeah. Off the field, we got some issues with Ben Roethlisberger, but we will leave that for another day. But, you know, they need to, they need to take a look at that team and look at what they need to, what they need to do to improve it because they have been a com- uh, competitive team when they're, when they're all together and healthy, but yeah. they haven't been able to put together a good enough, a good enough season and play up to their potential probably since their last Super Bowl appearance, to be yeah. honest. No, but really I, looking back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they might need to take a step back and look at look at themselves in the mirror rather than just saying, well, we were competitive. Let's just bring the game back together. Let's let let's let Juju Smith Schuster dance on every logo he play he plays in. Let's let case, but not give a damn about like anything. Let's just let's just bring them all back. We're gonna win. We're gonna go twelve and four. We're gonna dance. We're gonna make TikToks, and we're gonna go. We're gonna go out in the first round. Let's yeah. Do, let's yeah. I mean, that's how that's how it went last year. So, I mean, you know, if you want, I mean, I guess the only thing they could really hold on to at that point is is basically well, we started eleven and zero, and then you know everything kind of just went downhill from there. Yeah. So, yeah. First round exit next year if they do all this again. Got more TikToks. Yeah. Than yeah. Mr. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you guys think Ben Roethlisberger probably coming back is just not a good look at this point? I mean, you think that he should probably just be out the door by now better than a lot of other options but true i'll give you that isn't very good right now but they might want to they might want to try and move on i mean i mean right now i mean right now looking if if they do try to move on it looks like they're it looks like the guy who's next up is uh dwayne haskins so i don't know if so i don't know oh we want that Oh, the Ravens want that. Oh, oh I know. Right. I I could I could I could I could tell that the Ra- that Ravens fans would want Dwayne Haskins to be the next quarterback of the Steelers. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, you want to end that. I mean, you want to end that rivalry. Then there you go. Yeah, just, just make him a starter, and you know, the rest is history. You know, I mean, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he'll just be at he'll just be at some Pittsburgh strip club. He'll show up to a game, and he'll <laughs> and you know, uh, Lamar Jackson will just have 300 rushing yards on you. So that'll just be your day. Mm. He'll spread COVID to half the team. Hopefully by the time, hopefully by if if hopefully by the time if Dwayne Haskins is the starter of the Steelers, we don't have to be worrying about COVID. But really hope so too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it's you know, COVID-wise, it's pretty bad. I mean, right here at school, we have some pretty crazy spread. I mean, the last time we were doing a show, I'm actually still in a quarantine right now uh, as a close contact. So, uh, I mean, you guys actually are, had already had your COVID experience. Uh, oh, that's horrible. <laughs> this guy here. Yeah, yeah just, Justin, he gave you COVID, right? Yeah, he gave. Yeah. I was in close contact and he gave it to me and I had to go from like one quarantine area to an isolation area. I was like, oh my God. I, I was away for like two weeks and it was horrible. Yeah, Dude, that's, that's another, that's another story. I, uh, <laughs> my dad came back from a trip. He said he had this, he had the, he had some minor symptoms. He said, yeah, well, like I just got like the first shot of the vaccine. So that must be like a, um, post effects for like the COVID vaccine. He was the imposter. Like, he, just, he just reassured us that. And he didn't even tell me that until, until I, after I, I moved in and then I started developing a cough mm-hmm. and they figured out I had a cough. So they sent me home. And then we, we later on that week, my entire family tested positive. And next thing you know, a week later, all my friends are positive. So I'm like, geez, dad. Well, now, well, now we know that now, well, Adam, now we know that we can just go to your house with no problem at this point, as the right residence has completely just taken on COVID at this point. Uh, herd immunity, baby. Herd, herd immunity within the right household. So that's good to hear, uh, you know, but uh, in terms of the NFL, was there anything that you guys particularly wanted to talk about before, uh, before we go on? I mean, I know you guys are kind of a football podcast. Was there anything that particularly that we didn't cover here that you guys wanted to, that you guys had talked about previously? Loki, I do want to talk about the Devontae Smith quote that happened. All right, what happened? What happened with Devontae then? Uh, Devontae Smith uh, got asked the question about whether he wanted to play. If he was asked who did he rather want at, as a quarterback, and between Mac Jones and Tua, and he, without hesitation, chose Mac Jones. Now really? that quote got out, and now everybody's now wondering about Tua, and now having questions about Mac Jones is he could be a potential number one overall pick. Or top five. Yeah, I mean, if Mac Jones, you know, can if Mac Jones slips out of the top ten, then I mean, I, I mean, that'd be kind of crazy. I mean, but you know, that that's a little kind of a a little tidbit in there, especially since the Dolphins have that Texans pick and are picking early. That may mm-hmm. kind of take them away, and maybe and if Jamar Chase is there instead, maybe they go with him. So that could actually be a pretty interesting draft story to watch going into the draft. Uh, mm-hmm. Adam, what, what were your kind of thoughts when you heard about that story kind of going down? No. I do agree. I do think he was put in a tough position. Like, what do you expect him to say? Because he was under, he's literally played for both quarterbacks being in Alabama and he could potentially play for another for, for one of them again, Mm -hmm. next uh, uh, on the Dolphins. um, I mean, at the same time though, I mean, at the same time though, there is kind of a way that you can like half answer a question like that. And you can kind of just like, you can kind of just BS in a way and, and just, and just be like, and just be like, well, you know, they bring different things to the table and just throw, I, and I just, throw some, just throw like that kind of a quote out there. Cause I mean, unless he was asked that right after the national championship game, where at that point it's like, it's like, you know what, man, he just had the adrenaline of winning the whole thing. You're going to think whoever threw you the ball was the greatest guy ever. So but he can't yeah. even do that. Cause two won a national championship win. Yeah, so he can't even say that. True. Yeah, yeah, there's no. ways you can set like you, I, I agree. 
it's still a tough position to mm -hmm. be put in because like either way, like I, both players are going to be looking at him like, are you, you serious? Like, yeah, like you're especially serious? two of them right now. I mean, but, like you might I mean, want to get the best answer you could probably give it is just like, well, I was happy to play with both, and I'm excited for whatever, whatever comes, comes next. For, yeah. Whatever comes next, rather than saying, well, um, Jones. Okay. Yeah, pretty now, much. Now two is going to be. Two is going to come over to him at Dolphins training camp and be like, "So what the hell, man, dude, buddy? We were what, what, what the hell? Yeah, oh, you were my friend. What the heck? Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, I'm yeah. That that actually is kind of a pretty interesting situation there. Mm -hmm. uh, that could have some connotations. I mean, I mean, I kind of do wonder. I mean, I don't know how much of a factor it is. I mean, obviously, two is a lefty. Jones is a righty. You know, is the way that the ball comes in in a way, does that really have an effect on a wide receiver in a sense? I'm not too sure about if it does. I mean, I, I've heard I've heard from some, some NFL like kind of uh, guys that it does kind of affect a wide receiver a little differently. But at the same time, I mean, being a pro caliber wide receiver, you should be able to be, you know, good for anything. But if but if it is kind of the sense of just saying like, hey, I'm used to catching righties solely, then I guess you can make that case. Is that most NFL wide receivers are used to getting passes from a right-handed quarterback, so they're used to catching it from righties. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard to make the adjustment to completely like reverse how they know how to catch the ball in yeah. certain ways for uh, the quarterback because now they have to line up in a different way or run it a certain way or mm -hmm. do it differently than what they're accustomed to doing. Yeah. Jerry Weiss once said that he had a tougher time adjusting to Steve Young than he did Joe Montana. He okay, ended up yeah. having more touchdown passes than with Steve Young, but than Joe Montana. But it's still an adjustment you have to make, and it, yeah. you have to work at it consistently. Yeah. So, so I guess for so I guess I mean, for Jones's sake, then you can make that kind of an argument. I guess. How many years did he play with Joe Montana versus Steve Young? Because that could have been that could have played a factor. I think. I mean, I think he won all. I think he won all five or so with with the Niners. So I think he was there for yeah. all of them. No, not all of them. He missed okay. I think he missed 81 and 84. Okay, yeah. Think, yeah, he won one with – he's won three, I'm aware of. Okay, yeah. He could be um, aware of three. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. All right. Uh, so that, that kind of covers a lot of the things that we had going on NFL wise. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to kind of take you guys, I think a, a little bit out of your comfort zone with this one a little bit. I mean, Adam, you kind of know your, you kind of know a little bit of stuff with MLB wise, Justin, I, I don't know about you too much. I mean, yeah. Not, All right, man. So kind of, so one of the stories I did want to talk about though, it's not really too much, you know, you know, it's kind of on the diamond related more kind of just kind of a, kind of a, you know, kind of a social aspect of it. Uh, you know, you know, MLB legend Albert Pujols, uh, apparently his wife on Instagram had uh, had basically announced that he was going to be retiring at the conclusion of the season. And a ton of people were pouring in their respects saying like, basically saying like, thank you, Albert, for everything that you've done. You know, frankly, one of the greatest right-handed haters that we've ever seen in our, you know, in our lifetime and possibly throughout all of baseball history. The guy is a legend. I mean, you know, look, you, if you look at his numbers in St. Louis and even part of his time in, at, at, with the Angels, they are incredible. So, I mean... All the respect goes out to Albert Pujols, uh, but uh, like very soon after, after saying like this would be his final season, she basically came out and just completely retracted the statement. I kind of took the quote from her Instagram, and she said, "And she said this is not an official statement of Pujols' retirement. I'm just trying to send my my I'm just trying to send my husband with blessings into the 2021 season. Today is the first day. Today is the first day of his last season based on his contract." 
and uh, apparently he's still trying to go for 700 home runs. Mm-hmm. I, I that's kind of a shady cover up. I think that I think that's yeah. I think what, There's no way like that's just such an awkward cover up to try and say well that was technically like just trying to twist it around. Like I think I think he she said something without her husband's consent and kind of they had a talk and she kind of like went back on that. That's probably what happened. I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess on the post though, Pujols did leave like three heart emojis afterwards, which a lot of people thought was going to be confirming it. And I'm wondering if, if he kind of like, if he knew his wife was going to be putting something out, he put the heart emojis and then just wait. And then just went, wait, honey, what did you post? You said I'm retiring. Oh boy. (laughs) And then I feel like there was just like some crazy retraction that, and there was probably some, there's probably like a little bit of back and forth in the household of just being like, of being like, hey, I didn't want to say I'm done yet. It, uh, and there's, it could have also been, you know, it could have been literally anything. Like maybe even Albert Pujols himself retracted and kind of changed his mind. And, and, and we don't and know. But either way, I mean, it is we. It, that is a little shady. Yeah, you know? it was. It was definitely weird to see. Uh, I mean, apparently, you know, his wife also said that he is still trying to chase 700 home runs. I checked. He's about 38 away now. I mean, you know, his power. He did have like 40 home runs like a couple years back now, uh, but his power numbers, you know, really at this point, power is the only thing that he's going for at this point. His average has dropped off significantly from his years as a Cardinal. So, I mean, if he is going to go for the home runs, I think he's going to, he's definitely going to need more than one season for it. So, I mean, you know, do you think that if, do you think Pujols is done after this kind of a thing? Or do you think that this kind of retraction makes it look like he will be back in a sense? I mean, cause I, I feel like if, if there's anyone who's going to know about, about his future career, there's no one better than his wife who's going to know. So, I mean, do you guys think that, do you guys think that she actually leaked the, the official announcement or do you think that there was kind of a mix up? I mean, Albert, po- I'm, I mean, Albert Pujols and his he's wife. Gonna be, he's going to be 41. Pujols. He's going to be 41 too. So just be aware of that. He is a baseball player. They tend to last a lot longer, mm-hmm. but as, in regards to his retirement, only, only those two know and considering they considering they kind of retracted, I wouldn't rule out playing beyond next season. Yeah. And you know, it but whether or not like what we think, whether or not he's going to retire, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't rule it. It depend I guess it would probably depend on how he plays next season. You yeah, know, if he if he gets close to seven hundred after this season, like really close, like within like within striking distance, if he might he could very well come back so yeah. you know it's, it, your guess is as good as mine as yeah i mean alex rodriguez i think he retired back in 2017 i mean obviously you know he has the ped kind of scandals and stuff like that behind him but a lot of people thought he was going to go for 700 home runs and you know the yankees basically were telling him hey we're going to be cutting you at the end of this year so if you're gonna so you're either if you're going for 700 and apparently a lot of people thought that he was going to go down to, my, to the marlins with jeter and basically just go for it down there but, you know, that just didn't end up happening. And a lot of people are just like, and, you know, he was, I, th- I think he was only like three home runs away or something like that. So he was well within the possibility of getting it. Pools, it's a, definitely a bigger stretch, but the guy has a lot more power, I think, you know, left in him at this point in time. So, you know, he's going to have to put together some very quality, like at least two more quality seasons power-wise. So it's going to be a challenge. I think that it can be possible, but it's going to take a lot. It'll mm-hmm. probably take more than one season. I don't yeah, see him I agree. home runs in his yeah, age 41 season. It's going to probably take two or three seasons. I mean, um, unless he stops. I mean, unless he starts popping the steroids now. 
I mean, unless he starts popping steroids now and just says, screw it, I'm going for it. I'm going to just bury bonds this thing. Then it's going to be a little difficult for him to get up to that real quick. Uh, but I mean, yeah, he, steroids, he, gets, he, he breaks the home run record mm-hmm. and then he gets caught for it. That's Baseball gonna, is going to be in a lot. I mean, they're in a dark place already, so that would put them definitely back. That would just set them back so far. That put them in their graves. I'm telling you, ba- baseball is such a dying sport. I, and I love the game. I do too. But like you know, if, if that happened, well, that's that's off. This is off topic from what we were talking about. But like, if that were to happen, holy crap! Yeah, that'd be that would be ridiculous. I mean, I don't think Pools is going to do that. He's too good of a guy. I really hope he doesn't. So frankly, you know, Albert, Albert, stay clean. That's all I can say. Uh, uh, to be and fair, to be fair, we we thought the same thing about Barry Bonds. Let's just. Eh, did we? Did you see how big his forehead freaking got? He got. He got. I'm, saying, I'm just saying he looked like a. Gr- he was. He seemed like a great guy when he oh, was. He, I mean, in he his still place. is a great. He still is a great guy. He just did steroids. That's all. Exactly. That's it. Uh, and then, and then before we end up, uh, you know, going into our to, and before we end up leaving sports in a sense, uh, I I did want to talk about something. I was going to talk about this with Carter. I I'll just get my two cents, and I don't I don't know if you guys watched UFC in that sort of a sense. I'm. Do you guys watch UFC? Did you see if you did you see UFC Vegas nineteen or no? No. All right. So I so I don't know if you caught the clip at all, but uh, Derek Lewis fought Curtis Blades, uh, and basically Derek Lewis, who's thirty six at this point, a lot of people thought Blades was going to win it because he's the because uh, he's the number two ranked fighter in his in the heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. A lot of people had Blades kind of as a favorite going in, but Derek Lewis just hit him with a nasty uppercut and just took him out. So. I, I did want to get into that. Now, our, I did have some streaming troubles with that. I mean, now, based on the fact that we sometimes maybe don't use UFC Fight Pass to stream our fights, I'll just say that. Uh, but, uh, you know, we did have some <laughs> streaming troubles. But, yeah. Yeah, Justin, I think you know where I'm coming from. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we had yeah, some, I, I, understand. I, I think you do. So we had, mm-hmm. we had some we had some streaming troubles on our end. Uh, trying, and we kind of did miss the big knockout. But then when they showed it on replay, it was just absolutely brutal. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. on this show, we've been trying to get a little more into UFC with all the terminology and stuff. And it's been really fun to talk about, frankly. I mean, it's when you kind of know what's going on, it's really cool to see. So I did want to do a quick little t- touch up on that. Uh, but finally, before we do go down to the wire tonight and go over everything that we talked about, uh, a huge moment in pop culture happened. Uh, I-, I was mentioning it to you guys before we started the show. Rapper Bobby Shmurda has officially been released from prison. Yes, he is. Yes, yes he is. He's officially out after seven years. Seven. After seven years, dude. He's officially back. Quavo picked him up in a private jet. So, yes, he did. Dude, the New York Knicks put a giant banner on Madison Square Garden saying, Welcome home, Bobby, the king of New York. Yeah. Uh, now, I mean, you know, the amount of support that a guy who was accused of conspiracy to murder has gotten, I mean, it's 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 pretty cool to see now a little odd but you know uh but i mean all the love goes out to bobby i mean you know all, all i can tell i can all i can tell you is that the first track he drops is going to be in the top 10 of, yeah. of whatever list at this point uh now what were your guys' thoughts when when you guys saw the notification that bobby was getting out it's about time <laughs> yeah. it's about time he's been in there for far too long i'm i'm happy for him he did the time he was eligible to serve he did his time and i'm happy he's out he didn't snitch dude, and dude he's and bro he's missed so much i was saying it to one of my friends I, I was like i was like i was like he's been in jail i was like he was in jail for before, so long dude he was in jail before before like water bottle flipping became like a trend yeah. you want to know how like yeah you want to think about that remember remember that kind of stuff he's been in jail longer than that longer than like 
Adam, before we were in high school, he was in jail. Yeah. He barely um, even know. He barely even knows about TikTok at this point. Yeah. Dude, barely dude. He doesn't I mean, know Vine died. Dude, dude, literally. I mean, he's TikTok probably. TikTok replaced it. Dude, it's still lit. Still in Cleveland. The dude got onto Quavo's jet and he's just like, "Yo, why is everyone wearing masks? <laughs> What's yeah. what the hell's going on here? What did what did I miss?" And and they're just like, "Oh man, this is just within the last year. You should see what happened within the last seven. It's just amazing. Absolute, absolute craziness." Uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, uh, you know, all I can tell you is that every music label is going to want to sign this guy. Uh, you know, you know, everyone's going to want to do a collab with him because he was because he didn't snitch. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. that's the difference between a guy like that and six nine. He didn't snitch. Yep. No one wants to touch six nine, but everybody no. wants a piece of Bobby Schmurter. Absolutely. And, and I mean, whether he whether you want to say he's a lyrical genius or not, you know, you got to commend You got to You got to commend the guy, I guess, in a sense. Uh, but I think it is officially time to announce it. We are now officially down to the wire, which means we're going to go through everything we talked about in this podcast episode within, uh, you know, in, you know, a, in a quick kind of segment. So we started things off with the show talking about Tiger Woods, obviously involved in very serious car accident, T's and P's up to Tiger Woods. Uh, we hope that, you know, he can get back, you know, he suffered a very bad leg injury, but from what, from what we, from what we're hearing right now, it does look like that he is awake, alert, and kind of recovering at this point. So awesome news there. In, uh, in football news in the NCAA, we saw wide receiver Spencer Jones get absolutely knocked the heck out by a by just some random by just some random person who he didn't realize was trained in mixed martial arts. Mm -hmm. uh, Jones nearly lost his right eye on uh, not his not his left no his left eye. My apologies, nearly lost his left eye. I had to undergo a four hour surgery to go to basically save it. Mm -hmm. uh, in NFL news, Cam Newton was heckled by a young fan at a football camp. Uh, and was basically, and basically, you know, the entire internet came to his side. We talked about whether bringing Cam back uh, to the Patriots would have any potential value, uh, would have any potential value going into this year. Uh, we talked about the Eagles basically completely tearing it down, possibly drafting a quarterback with the sixth pick in the draft. We talked about Michael Pittman Jr. refusing to give up number 11 to new quarterback Carson Wentz, even though Pittman really didn't have the most impressive rookie season in the NFL. We talked about Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers situation, as well as a quote from Devontae Smith saying that he prefers Mac Jones over to Watongo Viola. Uh, in MLB news, we talked about Albert Pools' his wife retracting statements about, about the player's retirement. She said that this is not an official statement about, about, his, about his retirement, but is just trying to send him into the season with good luck. We're a little skeptical on that situation here, but, uh, and then, if, and then we also talked about, uh, we also talked in UFC news, we talked about Derek Lewis knocking out Curtis Blades with a vicious uppercut in UFC Vegas 19. Very excited for, very excited for the next, uh, you know, you know, uh, UFC Vegas or just UFC uh, and just in general. Uh, and we finished things off in pop culture talking about rap, now, I think it's officially, I think it's fair to say rap icon, Bobby Shmurda, getting out of prison. So uh, that that's kind of all I think we have tonight. Uh, you know, Adam, Justin, thank you guys so much for coming on the show tonight. I know it was very impromptu, I, but I really do appreciate it. Uh, if you guys, uh, do you guys want to plug yourselves with anything at this point in time? Check out the Fumble Risky podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, you guys are on Spotify as, uh, at, as well as us now. I can't, I'm glad to see it. Uh, we have, I think Adam, you kind of gave me the kick in the ass I need. So, uh, you can now follow us both on Spotify if you need to. If you if you're looking for it, uh, the links are in our bios. Uh, but thank you guys so much again for coming on. I I hope we I hope I can reciprocate this and come on your come on your guys' show sometime and maybe talk some NFL. Uh, mm -hmm. But but from down to the wire, I'm Brian Costa. You guys want to take? 
I'm, Je I'm Adam Wright. I'm Justin Parker. And thank you guys so much. I mean, yeah, again, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I really appreciate it. Have a going, guys.